0: Good morning everyone, and thank you for joining in. Why don't you join me as we give Jesus all the praise and all the worship that He deserves. He's worthy of our praises. Let's celebrate who He is, Amen.
1: I celebrate your goodness I celebrate your love I celebrate your power This is who you are I celebrate your goodness I celebrate your love I celebrate your power For this is who you are You are my healer Savior, and all the joy I found, oh, this is who you are, I celebrate your goodness, let's celebrate him, oh, I celebrate your love, I celebrate your power, This is who you are, I celebrate, yeah. I celebrate your goodness, I celebrate your love, I celebrate your power, so this is who you are, you are my healer. Savior, no From you, I lift my eyes, and I lift my eyes to the mountains, and I lift my eyes up to you, Jesus I'll praise you forever, cause I know my help comes from you. Celebrate your power. This is who you are. Celebrate yeah. I celebrate your goodness. Let's celebrate his love. I celebrate your love. I celebrate your. is who you are, you are my healer, saviour, and all the joy I found, oh this is who you
0: are, yes Lord we give you all the praise and all the joy and all the honour Lord, Lord we say today that you are our healer and all the joy we found. You are our Savior and all the joy we found. And Father, I pray that you would fill our hearts with love again, perfect love that drives out all fear. Lord, would you bring fresh revelation of who you are in Jesus' name? Love me, Jesus, like only
1: you can love. Bring fresh revelation to my heart. Show me mercy, please take me by the hand, hallelujah, love is who you are, this is who me, Father. Love me, Father, like only you can love. Bring fresh revelation to my heart. Draw me closer, please keep me by your side. Hallelujah, love is who you are. Yes, Lord. This is who you are. This
0: I pray that in this time that you would fill our hearts with your love, bring fresh revelation of who you are. Lord, I pray for every person in South Africa in this moment, Lord, that you would calm our fears, that you would drive out fear with your perfect love, in Jesus' name. Lord, I lift up every household to you right now. I pray for the parents. Lord, give us wisdom. Give us your peace and your joy. In Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Good morning, everybody. Uh, it's great to be together. It's day three of our lockdown. Uh, This morning it's a normal service. Um, I hope you're doing well and enjoying the time with the family, enjoying time in God's presence. And we've had a little tea party yesterday with the grandchildren and what an awesome time. We had personal invitations from her, our four year old. Uh, So we're blessed to have a whole family full of people in our house and uh, what an awesome time. I trust that you're also doing well and uh yes that you're keeping safe and and God be with you uh, you know this morning we uh as I reflected on on what what God wants to share with us this morning, I realized that you know as things are developing out there in the world, people are worried you know what what's going to happen and what's the next step um I just want to say to you that God is on our side. Uh, God is able. God is faithful. He's never going to leave us nor forsake us. We don't have to fear. Um, yes, there are lots of things happening. And, and you know, I just looked, uh, watched a video of, of someone or actually a newscast that's been living through a period of isolation. And one thing they advise people is not just to look at the news all the time. Because, you know, it will really make you depressed, and especially in South Africa, and you look at people not adhering to the call from the president to isolate themselves. And <clears throat> and I think it, it it really can just make you depressed. And it's important to, to spend time in doing things that, you know, that's uplifting. Uh, spend time with the children, uh, spend time in the word, but at the same time also, you know, spend time in worship, you know, listen to music and and really just uplift yourself. Otherwise, you'll find yourself in a really bad place after a few days. And my heart really goes out to those people that are on their own, Uh, do not have anyone around them. Uh, So that must be even more tougher to to go through. But this morning, I want to talk to you about God being fighting for us. And, you know, we're doing this... uh, this broadcast every morning at nine o'clock and if you're new to our broadcast uh, please tune in and subscribe to our youtube channel uh, to remember to put on the reminder so that you can actually get the update as we upload new videos on Uh, so every morning at nine o'clock we do a devotional on sundays a bit more longer a bit more of a, a longer service uh, you'll see the worship is also a bit longer, but really looking forward to to, to meet with you every morning. Uh, and I believe that this will encourage you and uh, so this morning I want to talk about God fighting for us. and I think it's important to know that God is fighting for us. You know this is not the first lockdown you know we in South Africa has experienced, but obviously there has been previous lockdowns where God actually instructed his people to go into their homes and lock themselves down. And the first one happened in Egypt. And I want to read to you from Scripture in Exodus 12, from verse 21 and 22. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Pick out and take lambs for yourselves according to your families, and kill the Passover lamb, and you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that's in the basin and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that's in the basin. And none of you shall go out of the door of this house until morning. So that was a lockdown that God called. And that specific uh, event was God is, 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 is going to kill the firstborn of, of Egypt. And he wanted to protect the, his house. He wanted to protect his people. So he said to them, go into the house and the covering was the blood of the lamb now if you look at fast forward to the to day, uh, now we lock down and it's a call by the president to protect ourselves so it's for our own protection but it's not only just the social distancing that's going to protect us but it's also the blood of the lamb and we have the blood of the lamb jesus died on the cross and he's the perfect lamb so it's again important that you pray over your family Pray the blood of Jesus over your family and accept the fact that Jesus did die on the cross. He did. His blood was spilled for us. He paid the price, not only for our salvation, but he also paid the price for our illnesses, any disease or whatever, including this virus. And I know there are people that are ill and and I trust that God will touch them and that they will get healed in Jesus' name. There was another lockdown, um, and I want to read to you from Isaiah 26, verse 20. Um, Here God was saying, Come, my people, enter your chambers and shut your doors behind you. Hide yourself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation is past. There was a... God was out to... To deal with people outside, but he was again trying to protect, not trying, he was again protecting his people. So he says, go into your house and lock yourself in, uh, because he's going to deal with the enemy out there. And I think that we find ourselves in the same place, and this time the enemy is not people. It's not certain denominations or certain uh, people groups or ethnic groups or whatever, Uh, It's essentially an enemy here as a common enemy across the world, which is a virus. And God is saying, spend time alone, protect yourself, and I will deal with this virus. And I believe even in those days, God dealt with the enemies that were out there. God is going to deal with the enemies today. And we need to trust in Him. I want to again... Just go back to scripture in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 2 to 4. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hazazon Tamar. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. I think it's important to realize that in this case, yeah, a country, the people of God was faced with a challenge. There was a great enemy, a vast enemy that came against them. And it says Jehoshaphat, which was the king at the time, the leader of the time, he feared. But what did he do? He just didn't stay in his fear. He went and he seeked the face of the Lord. And he also called the people to do that. Now, if you think about South Africa, isn't that what our president did? Yeah, this thing is coming. We heard about it. It's now in other countries and it's in other countries. And we see the developments in China. We see the developments in Italy and other places. and, And then the first a case comes into South Africa, and then another one, and then another one, and then another one, and we started to see how it escalates. And we keep on getting updates on what's happening in the country. Then it gets to a point where they realize if they don't do something drastic, this thing will spiral out of control. It will really overload our, our health system. So it was important for the government to act. And our leader, which was the president, really acted In collaboration with his cabinet. And I was very, very encouraged to see even all the political parties gathered together and supporting the president in this. And and there was no more bickering and whatever. It's around, listen, we're here to protect the people. And what did he do? I don't know if you've seen that, just that uh, photo where he prayed with his cabinet before they actually made the announcement of the lockdown. And then what followed was, obviously, all the rules around this lockdown, but it's essentially the people are not the enemy. This this virus is the enemy. We need to lock ourselves in. We need to protect ourselves. And that's been the call of the president. Remember, all government officials are servants of God. So he acted on a call to say, listen, come and protect yourself. And we need we need to adhere to that call and to... Get ourselves isolated so that we can fight this thing that's against the world. And he called a a day of prayer. He did exactly like Joseph did. He said, guys, let's get together. Everybody in the country, he called all fellow South Africans, come together and let's pray. Let's pray against this thing. Let's pray that God will help us during this time. And he did that. And I believe that that first evening from 6 to 630 that many, many people in South Africa, I believe millions of people, came together and prayed. Just like they did in in Chronicles at the time of Jehoshaphat. They came together and they prayed. But let's carry on reading from 2 Chronicles 20 verse 6. This is what they prayed. O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand, is there not power and might, so that no one is able to withstand you? I mean, God is saying here, and this is the prayer that Jehoshaphat prayed, because he realized that this is where his help is going to come from. It's going to come from God alone. And he's calling out to God and to say, God, you are you not the God in heaven? Are you not the one that rules over the, the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand, is there not power and might? Of course there is so that no one is able to withstand you. No one and no virus or no nothing. There is nothing that is above the name of Jesus. Everything is under his feet. And remember, we as the body of Christ, we are the one that needs to keep this under our feet. So we have given the authority to subdue this thing, and we need to continue to pray that God will deal with this thing. And yes, there's a certain action on our part But God is on our side. God is not sitting in heaven and just watching the scene and letting things go. God is is caring for his people because he loves us. Amen. I want to continue to read in 2 Chronicles 20 verse 9. It says, if disaster, and this is he carries on praying, if disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence and cry out to you in our affliction and you will hear and you will save. Again, so critical. Yeah, they were praying. In this case, it was sword that came against them. Uh, whatever it may be, if it's a pestilence, uh, a famine, uh, a lack or whatever, they, they knew they come come to the Lord and they can stand before his presence and come be into his throne room. And we have access, we have direct access into the throne room of God. And we come with thanksgiving and we say, Father God, you're the only one that can help us. You're the only one. We can't fight this thing, we can't even see it. But Lord, we come to you and we cry out in our affliction because we are afflicted. You know, we are restricted and, you know, and some people are already ill. And they are really afflicted in many ways. And that you will hear from heaven and save us. And in other parts, in Chronicles, it also says, if, if my people humble themselves and pray, I will hear from heaven and heal their land. And I believe we continue to stand in prayer to ask God to heal our land. Our land needs healing, not only physical, economically, In all aspects. But I believe also from a heart perspective. Our people's hearts need to become soft before God. They need to soften those hard hearts. They need to bend the knees and come before God and acknowledge that He is the only true God. Accept Him as their Savior. And pray. And God will heal our land. And He will hear from heaven. But look at what happened in this In this specific instance, there was this vast army that was coming. They went to the Lord. They cried out to the Lord and said, Father, you need to help us. You're the only one that can save us. And then God said to them, this is not your fight. This is not your fight. So look in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 17. It says, you will not need to fight in this battle. Wow. Position yourself. So there was something that they had to do. It says, position yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Again, the call is God is saying, you're not on your own. (laughs) You're never on your own. God is with us. He says, this is not your fight. So physically, how can I fight a virus? Yes, we can pray against it, but there's something that they had to do. They had to take their stand. They had to position themselves and see the salvation of the Lord. I believe that positioning is our prayer. Our positioning is positioning ourselves in obedience to the laws of the country at this point is to isolate yourself. Okay, stay in the home. Don't try and break the law. Don't try to come with ideas of how to not adhere to the call of the president. So there's something about positioning. But there's a positioning in the spirit. There's a positioning that we can take and say, Father God, we come before your throne. We acknowledge who you are, Lord. And we pray against the sin. <clears throat> and then again, he says, do not fear. We don't have to fear. You see, fear is sin. Unfortunately, it is, because the love of God drives out all fear. We don't have to fear because God loves us, and we need to know that. And he says so many times in the Bible, over 360 times, do not fear and do not be dismayed. And, you know, like I said earlier on, if you keep on just watching the news the whole day, eventually fear will grip you, and and there's so many conspiracies going around at the moment and people really get dismayed and, you know, this is it. You know, it's the end of the world. But uh, it it's not yet. It's not yet. But he says, go out tomorrow for the Lord is with you. No, we're not going to go out physically of our house, but we need to go out and get up every morning and come before God and know that he's our Lord and he's going to fight for us. And I want to encourage you in this day from the scripture that God is fighting for us. God is out there and he's fighting for us. And we need to keep on praying for his intervention. And many, many churches are praying for this. Many believers, I believe, across the world is praying for this. Lord, intervene on our behalf. And I really believe that what that's what God is going to do. You know, as I... Um, But look at what they did here in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 22. Now when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. So how did they win the victory here? It's through their praise. They basically woke up every day. They come in thanksgiving before God, praising the Lord, thanking for who we are you know suddenly we realize that what do we need to be thankful for we have a home we have a place where we can be we have family and that's all important it is to come and sing and to praise the lord and that's all that they had to do they had to position themselves they had to give thanks to the lord give him praise and honor And the the enemy was defeated. And I believe the same will happen in this time. We must continue to come before God, give Him praise, give Him honor, give Him thanks. And God is going to fight this thing for us. Amen. You know, I want to say that if you've listened to messages like us and others, and you say to yourself, oh, I'm not so sure whether I know this God that you talk about. I'm not so sure whether, you know, something happens to me today, that I will be with him for eternity, and I don't know where I'm going to go. If you have never made this commitment to the Lord, I want to give you an opportunity today to pray a prayer with me. Uh, It's called the salvation prayer. But it's really a simple prayer in acknowledging that you are a sinner, you see, unfortunately, any, everyone at some point in their life has sinned and is far from God, and it needs to come back to the Lord. And God is, Jesus has made a way to the Father, and He's made a way for you and I to come to the Father. But it's a decision that we need to make, is to really accept what God has given us, to accept the gift of salvation. I want us to, I want if you want to pray this prayer with me, uh, I want to pray this prayer and, and really believe that this is going to be a new day for you. If this is the first time you're praying this prayer or a rededication, you want to rededicate your life, that's also good. And say, Lord, I again want to come to you and just acknowledge that you have died and rose for me and you've paid the price. And I want to again accept you as my Lord and Savior. Can I pray this prayer? Can we pray this prayer together? Father, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner that deserved to be judged in eternity for my sin. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe Jesus died and rose again. On this day, I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me, Lord. I confess you as my Lord, Savior, and King. I renounce the work of darkness. I will no longer live for myself, but for you who gave yourself for me, that I may live forever. Thank you that I have the right to be called a child of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, and I pray right now, Lord, for each and every person that has prayed this, pray. I pray, Lord, Holy Spirit, that you will confirm them in their spirit, Lord, that they indeed are a child of God. And from this day forward, Father God, I pray that you will help them to live this life, Lord, to live the life of dedication to you, to spend time in the Word, Father God, to get to know you, to to have a relationship with you. And Jesus, thank you that you've opened the way that we can have a relationship with the Father. And I pray, Lord, that each and every one of us, Lord, will spend more and more time with you and get to know you better, Lord. And thank you, Lord, that you're the one that gives us comfort. Holy Spirit, thank you for being in our lives. And thank you for saving us, Lord. Thank you, Father, for just giving us hope, Lord, in this time. In Jesus' mighty name. I want to thank you for for joining us every morning. And again, to remind you, every morning at 9 o'clock, we're going to get together um I also want to just use this opportunity to thank you for your giving. Thank you for continuing into your tithes and offerings and thank you for just opening your heart. Unfortunately, unfortunately the work of the Lord must continue and uh it needs funds to do that and we really appreciate that you would worship the Lord in this time through your tithes and offerings and I pray that God will bless you. Have an awesome time. I'll see you tomorrow again at 9 o'clock. Bless you.